Welcome to the Silver and Mature Womanpreneur Podcast, a podcast for and by women over 50, providing faith-building strategies for female entrepreneurs looking to achieve higher levels of productivity, capacity, and growth, where we strive to focus on God's agenda while building our businesses to serve our community with excellence. Welcome to the podcast. I have the pleasure of having Tammy Fink on the show. She is the author of The Wow Factor. She's also a speaker, consultant, and she says she's a loud, lovable, and full of laughs online business personality. And she helps entrepreneurs create meaningful and memorable connections with their clients, members, and teams. Tammy, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. I have been looking forward to this. It's taken us a little while to get here, but oh my gosh, we have so much catching up to do, and we'll let everybody set in and listen on it. So I know that you help people to to have a better experience. I know when I first met you at the retreat and everything, you know, you were one of the things that you are so passionate about is helping entrepreneurs to create a, an ex, a great experience for their clients and things like that. And I so love that. But even before we dive into that, I want to know what was the most unusual job you have ever had? <laughs> I, I love this question because there's so many. Um, I was just speaking this morning. I was talking to someone about, you know, every they were saying, oh, they tried this and it didn't work and they had done that job and they didn't like that. You know, I don't think any job I've ever had, I mean, I think that all of them have brought me to this point. Nothing has gone to waste, right? In the kingdom, nothing goes to waste. It's just how it is. I have done some hysterical fun things, though. I was actually, and I don't know that I've even said this live on any other podcast, so this, this is up and coming here, that this may come back to haunt me. You know, when I was in college, I played the Easter Bunny at the mall and had kids sit on my lap and take pictures with me. Um, what? <laughs> you know, it, it's hilarious. I, you know, I started, and it didn't start there. I would love to say that was my first time in, in a in a costume. Um, I actually was a um, seven foot two inch cardinal when I was in high school. I always wanted to be a cheerleader. Was never could never do the splits, could never, you know, be I wasn't cheerleader material. But by golly, you put, put me in a red cardinal suit, I can do amazing things. And so that was like one of the fun things that I did. I was part of their looking back now, I didn't know it at the time, looking back, I was a part of their marketing right, for the mm. whole school. I was the face of the Web City Cardinals. And we had wow. a fantastic football team and wrestling team and all of the things, right? And I was mm. a part of that experience for a lot of people and, and really kind of brought it home and made it fun for them. So I was doing wows even back in the day. But, yeah, I would say probably one of my weirdest, <laughs> weirdest jobs <laughs> Easter Bunny. I did take pictures for Santa Claus, but I wasn't, you know, wasn't Santa Claus material, but I did take photos for them. I mean, I, I love this because it's so you. It's still so you because it's like, you know, it's a, it's a part of your marketing experience that you've been, you've been doing this for some time. So that's a part of what you do. 
is in terms of marketing. So that's that's all. It's still fed into where you are now, and it created a great experience for people. So it's like it just all fell in line. Yeah, it is, and it's something that's outside the box, right? I yes. Mean, Yes, I worked at McDonald's, you know, that was the first job. There was, you know, there was other things that, that we do, but even in those experiences, what are we learning and what are we taking um, with us and how, you know, how do you build that as part of the overall experience? Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've, I've done a lot of different fun things, had a lot of, you know, cra- crazy clients and different things that I've done over the years, um, but I, I love what it is that I do. You know, and it's funny you said that when you uh, were talking about all of those things, you know, and, and they may have been different, but they still contributed to, you know, where you are now, all of those experiences. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that I wanted this podcast to do is to encourage those women who uh, sometimes they overlook and they undervalue their contribution that they, you know, they, they've, um, the contribution that they've made in the marketplace. You know, they bring years of experience, you know, and this podcast, of course, is for, for women and by women over 50. And so the, the audience that we're talking to are women that have a lot of experience and bring a lot of experience to the marketplace. And like what you're talking about right now, contributed to where you are and you're still a part of marketing. You still brought, you still bring great experience, you know, for people. And I know I keep saying that anyway. uh, So I love that you said that. uh, And and I really feel like that's going to help those that's listening to this podcast understand, understand that you bring a lot of value to the marketplace. I said a whole lot of stuff to say that one thing, right? <laughs> no, no, and I think that, you know, I think that you're, it's true. You know, I, I agree with all of it. I, I think that there are a lot of women that are, that feel undervalued, right? That they don't, they don't see where that twist is, where it fits into the market, what, what they've done. Um, you know, I always cringe whenever whenever a woman will say, I was just a. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. fill in the blank. I was just a yes. blank. You know, and that was, you know, you have to look at the experience of what you bring to the table and understand that there are other people out there that you can be serving and by not stepping into it, by not, you know, going out there, you're denying them your experience, regardless yes. if you were just a. Because I, yeah. I think that for for me it is in those ways. We look for ways that you can distinguish yourself in, in, the, in, in the, the marketplace, right? Mm-hmm. And part of that is the, what you bring to the table that nobody else can bring, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the, big, that's the big part of it because there's going to be people out there that you are meant to serve and only you right. are meant to serve right. them. That's right. That's right. I mean, and, and the sooner we can understand that the better <laughs> you know no, uh, no, because no. we're we're in a, a culture and a society particularly with social media where we're comparing ourselves to others and we want to be like this guru or you know do the things that this one does or it's harmful to us you know when we undervalue ourselves and and begin and and not understand that we bring 
a unique perspective, a unique experience, and unique things to the marketplace that no one else brings, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So my next question is, have you always loved marketing? You know, I, I wanted to be, it was really kind of funny, I really felt that I wanted to be work in an ad agency, right? Like that was my thing. I don't know really where it came from as a kid. Um, I know probably my first money-making, we didn't get, I, I grew up um, here in the Midwest, you know, in, in Missouri. I've been, lived in Missouri my whole life. I, I think for me, you know, we didn't get allowances. That was, just wasn't a thing back in the day. You just did the things, right? There wasn't like an allowance given. But I do remember some of my first money came around. Uh, my grandmother in Springfield, Missouri would have garage sales. And mm. I wanted to sell lemonade at the garage sale, right? So it, was often, it wasn't like I just had the lemonade stand at the end of the street waiting for people to come by. I, I actually, you know, put it as a part of her sale. So, that, you know, obviously she had thirsty people coming to her sale, and why couldn't I, you know, have a lemonade stand? And so to this day, lemonade stands, I, this last summer, I saw some girls that had a little sign out, you know, and they were selling lemonade and, and bracelets. They had, bra- you know, it's come up in the day. They had little bracelets and things that they were selling. I love that. I went and I supported them because somebody needs to support them. Yeah. Somebody needs to do with that marketing. So I've always had a soft spot for that. I went to college thinking that I was going to, that I wanted to be, you know, a marketing agency or an ad agency working that kind of thing. Had no clue. Had no experience with it. Nobody I knew was in the field. I, again, I don't even know where that came from. And at that time, they would stick you in a bunch of art classes and a bunch of English classes, and somehow you came out with this marketing degree. And so I didn't finish. I didn't finish that. I went in doing some other art stuff. I was always real big into art. My husband's an artist. Um, My husband's a potter. And even at this point, I've always been attracted to the whole arts and had a soft spot for that. What has happened over the years is I was able to take that information and that fun, you know, full live your dream that's in my heart kind of way and been able to make a living out of it. Um, and mm-hmm. I started working for um, a publication company. Um, I went in and did some, there's a whole story about my graphic design career that I had, you know, for 30 years I was doing marketing and graphic design. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it was how can I be a part of that even if I'm not the the star at the front of the stage, right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't my plan. I did everything in the background. I made other people look amazing. I worked mm-hmm. within the marketing departments. I learned and I gleaned from all of that information. So I had that real life experience. And at that time, I thought, well, you know, this graphic design thing would be a good thing to fall back on if the college thing doesn't work out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't the plan. I, you know, it wasn't part of the whole this is what I want to be when I grow up. Um, mm. this earlier, I honestly, when I was in high school, you know, I made good grades and, and did whatever I was at the top of the class. <laughs> nothing, nothing phenomenal that way. But I wanted to be, I wanted to be a marine biologist. Oh wow! Um, now that's interesting. That's a pretty lofty goal, right? And I, I, I <laughs> like science. I did like a lot of other things. That was my thing. Mm-hmm. Honey, I had been in Missouri my entire life. If you look at the map. We don't have oceans here. I have not seen the ocean. The first time I saw the ocean, I was in an airplane flying from Miami, Florida to Haiti, 
to see if I wanted to be a missionary at that point. I was 18 years old, and that was the first time I'd ever seen the ocean, and it was from the air. So the idea of, I mean, it wasn't like an impossibility that I could right. still become a graphic, you know, but, but it was not part of my path. It was just something yeah. I wanted to do. I think I wanted to play with the orcas down at SeaWorld. I think that's probably <laughs> the reality of what that, you know, what I thought that would be like to have that job. But, you know, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans, and God yeah. has a sense of humor. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. It doesn't, I've always learned to pivot, right? Mm -hmm. And so there are things that I learned, and and just like, you know, I guess I I kind of buzzed over that going to Haiti. I spent three months in Haiti um, working with a missionary um, with a group, Christ in Youth out of Joplin, um, went down and worked with them um, while we were down there and a couple other projects. Decided that was a whole different breed of cat. I did not want to. I did not want to be a missionary. But I learned so many things from being in a third world country at 18. Wow. I mean, I was supervised, but my parents weren't with me. First time I'd probably <coughs> traveled without my parents um, in any way, uh, shape, or form. And I, I learned things. And that's one of the things that that I've learned as I go on. It's not only about what you do want to do. It's also mm-hmm. about looking at the things you don't want to do. And yeah. that has served me so many levels because sometimes that is the life lesson that you get. You know, it's yeah. not a failure. It's just that's not what I want to do. Spot on. You are spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, don't realize that. I mean, it's like there's no – I tell people, you know, that I don't, I don't live a life full of regrets because even in all of that, God has a way – in mm. his sovereignty of, you know, it all works out. <laughs> it yeah. just all works out, you know. So I so I'm agree. So <laughs> I'm yeah. so constantly amazed that God does not need my help. Oh, that part, that right. A couple of years, that has been, you know, yeah. things that, you know, I, I've sat and thought, you know, why? Why, God, is this happening? Why is this thing mm. happening to us, our family? You know, all the things, and at the end of the day, he has a plan, and it yeah. so often doesn't really include us being a part of the knowledge. You know, we're not exactly. the inner circle necessarily. Um, <laughs> exactly, the inner circle. <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we were talking about when we, right before I hit the record button, we were talking a little bit about COVID and, you know, things like that and how that has, you know, changed the whole uh you know, marketplace, if you will. And so a lot of people have had to pivot. How how did you do during COVID? How did that impact you? Well, there was so many things. I, I ended up writing three books during COVID because yeah. after all, we had all the time in the world. That was about all we had going on. Um, I was able to, I had met a lady. We had some big plans before COVID. Um, we were actually going to be doing some entrepreneurial training with um underserved women in, um, there was, I believe there was seven states, eight states. We were going to be going, traveling from Texas to Toronto and delivering these, these speeches and training and stuff around entrepreneurism, and, and we were so thrilled with it. And then COVID happened. And then, even then we were thinking, oh, this will be a couple of months. We'll get this out of our belt. We'll still, you know, we delayed it. Um, and then we realized inevitably it was just not going to happen. So during that time, one of the things that we did was she had written a lot of books, Don Fobbs. Um, she had written a lot of books. I came in um, and she, her and I wrote 
um, growth to greatness. Um, and we put that together. That was her experience in entrepreneurism, mine. She writes grants. There's all sorts of different things that, that you can do. And so we wrote our first, first book together. Well, that was like ripping off the Band-Aid. I, I was hung up with, about it. <laughs> like, I've got an e-book. I can, I can make that e-book a real book. We can publish it. It'll be available on Amazon, you know. And so I had started a book earlier, and the first book I started was actually the last book I finished, and that was The Wow Factor. Mm-hmm. And this was not meant to be the book that's going to, you know, launch me to, to – being famous, you know, on the New York Times bestseller list. This was the book that I wish that all my clients had read. This mm. is the book that I wanted them to understand that, it, that people want to be a part of your story and not a part of your brand. Mm. You know? Oh. Right? And it's taking that to the next level. What can you do to actually impact, um, you know, your clients? And I have stories for over the years of things that we've done that really, it's called, like I said, it's called the wow factor. And it's how you, do you build that? You know, you have women that I've given, I've given speeches to insurance agents where they all have the exact same product, right? They're all selling the same plan, the same deal. And my challenge is to them is how do you do it? Like what we were talking about earlier, how do you do it in such a way that's uniquely you and you're delivering this unique client experience that only you can deliver? Mm-hmm. And so how do you do that? And that's what the wow factor was about. So, mm-hmm. yes, I was doing something different. It was a great pivot, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I still, have, I still have one-on-one clients. I still do some of that. But I'm also speaking and training, um, spent a lot of time doing um, Toastmasters during, the, during mm-hmm. COVID. Um, that all went online and virtual. I was doing Zoom, though, before Zoom was sexy. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what we do, right? So it is developing those pieces, um, you know, and that's, that's really where I spend a lot of, a lot of my time. Um, on a personal note, my, my stepmom did develop COVID, and mm. she was in the hospital for over six months. Mm. And I went and stayed with my dad because I have my own business. I can work from anywhere. And mm-hmm. God showed me that, you know, in a, in a huge way. Um, did a lot of praying before we made that decision. Um, my, hu- my husband ended up, you know, being a bachelor for several months. He survived <laughs> just fine. It was good. Um, but I did go and stay with my dad because he needed my help, and I put it, put it out there that that's all I could do was be sure that he ate every day and he took his medication, and he went and stayed with her every single day regardless of where she was at, regardless mm. if he could actually go into the room or if he had to sit outside of, of her um, the building that she was at, yeah. she was there every single day for six months and traveled hours sometimes just to go and, and be with her by her side. And so, you know, it was, it was a lot. We did a lot yeah. of stuff. So uh, 2020 was just, I, I look up, and isn't it funny, so many times it's like, that just happened the other day. It's like we have missed an entire year. Like I, yeah. my brain will not comprehend the <laughs> things that happened. This retreat that you and I talked about. Yes. You realize that's like three years ago. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's crazy now that it was that much time, but we just don't look at it like that. And uh, yeah, you are. That is so true. Um, it just seems like it's just flying. I mean, it's swifter, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> you know, no. than it's ever been. You know, so oh my goodness, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear, you know, that your, you know, your mom 
had you she's, know COVID and everything. And, yeah, she's at home. She she mm-hmm. did make it home, and um, you know she has some some lasting there'll be some lasting things. It'll be a long time in recovery. Um, a lot of prayer, a lot of laying on of hands, a lot of things yes. that we had never experienced as good little Baptists. Mm-hmm. You know, there were yeah. things that we didn't, we didn't know, but we, mm-hmm. we reached out. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, the life lesson, the blessing to me in all of that was that there was three months that I got to spend a lot of time one-on-one with my dad that I never yeah. would have taken the time. I wow. never would have taken the time to do it. And so yeah. it was such a blessing for me. But I worked from, I mean, I didn't, I couldn't stop working. I mean, I still yeah. had things to do. I was writing yeah. a book. I was doing all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I set up my little office in, in his spare bedroom, and mm-hmm. we made it work. And I still did Zooms, and I still did meetings, and I still showed up at Toastmasters um, and did all the things. It was just, that was, that was my path at that time. It didn't mean it was going to be that way forever. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah. it, was, it was the path, the path at the time, and so... I, I think for other people, you know, there's reasons that we do what we do. And, Absolutely. you know, sometimes it's clear and sometimes it's not, not so clear as to what opportunities are there and what we're looking for and how God can use us. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely so true. Um, I wanted to get back to, you know, the marketing, a marketing question. So, and my question is, what are some common mistakes that you see business owners making when it comes to marketing? I'll give you some, some really good startup ones that I think people do for sure um, when they start their marketing. Uh, the importance of your logo. You know, um, I, I will give you that. Just, and that's, that's like entry level, right? That's not even next, next level with it. I'll give you some other next level stuff. But the entry level on it is knowing um, that the main idea for your logo isn't about what you like or necessarily the message that you send, your logo is there to attract your clients. Um, you know, later on it becomes part of, you know, a consistency that they see your brand everywhere and they'll learn from that. But it's not about, it's not about, like I said, what you're, like my favorite color is, you know, orange or whatever. It's not about that. It's about what actually attracts Hmm. Um, it's the messaging that you want to do. It's more, again, I've said this before, it's not, they don't want to be a part of your, of your uh, brand as much as they want to be a part of your story. And knowing what your story is and why you're doing the things that you're doing, I think that helps a lot of entrepreneurs get past that next stage of things because they have a touch point. They have a, a place that they can start from. And I think that that's, you know, that's crucial. That's, that's that, that piece of it. Now, I will also give you a caveat, and we will take this to the next level. You know, I've got one of the, one of the most amazing marketing pieces um, that I have. I had gone to a, um, an event in um, Austin, Texas, and this has been my, minus 2020, somewhere around five, five, six years ago. I had gone, gone down there and there was a lady who was speaking. Her name was Heather Gray. She was a mindset coach. Her topic was staying in your own lane. And in that talk, before it ever started, she brought out these boxes and we set them on the tables. And we got to go through the boxes. And inside the boxes were Hot Wheels cars. Still in the packaging, brand new Hot Wheels cars. So you went through and you found the one that identified to you. Like, oh, my gosh, that is brilliant. I love that one. That's, that's my car, right? Mm-hmm. So you self-identified with it. You went through it. And in this car, whatever 
she talked about, like I said, her, her topic was staying in your own lane. So it completely identified with that. This car has nowhere on it her logo. This car has nowhere on it her contact information, her any of her stuff. This car is still sitting on my desk today, and I remember exactly where I was. I remember who was speaking, what her topic was. How much more of a brilliant marketing plan if you could have your client, that your potential clients know and remember you five years later? Wow. Off of one touch point. It's a super yes. that, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it is those type of principles that I think, like I said, those are points that we have to get our mind around. Again, that we can attach something that's but what I call my M&Ms is something mm-hmm. that's meaningful and memorable, mm-hmm. right? Those are something that you can absolutely do. For me, when I went to the retreat um, in, in, in um, Utah um, a, few, a couple years ago when we did that, one of the things that I talked about was creating these unique customer experiences, and I had a, um, a whole presentation built around the Rubik's Cube, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I brought a Rubik's Cube for everyone. I still have people three years later talking about that Rubik's Cube presentation because like, they had a piece of that and it went home. Kids may have played with it. Who knows? But I know, like I said, for me, uh, that Hot Wheels is still on my, my desk. It's taking up that real estate, and I talk about it. And, in fact, I included it in my book. I, got it. I still have mine. So Your Rubik's my Cube? Rubik's Cube, I still have mine, yes. When you said that, I was like, oh, I still have it, yes. Right? People, they will look at that. They will think of me, right? It's that kind of connection point. Mm -hmm. So a lot of your marketing, even though it's out there, you know, in that space, people, I think they get locked into where they are. And so you have the online space, and this is really where I started down with, with the wow factor. You have the online space, and a lot of those people, there, there are people out there, that have never had a daytime nine to five working for somebody else job. That all of a sudden they're making money online because it's the time that we are, it's the place that we are, it's the technology that we have, that they can actually do that. It's phenomenal. But in that space, they forget you can send a birthday card <laughs> to your clients. Mm-hmm. Like it's, they don't think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing on the other side, you have brick and mortars that have no idea what an influencer is or a podcast or, you know, they have no idea how people make money on Facebook. Would someone please call my mother and tell her I am not making a living playing um, Candy Crush online? <laughs> not what I'm doing. Right. You know, she does, she does something online, right? Like that, she has, mom has no idea what, what I do. So as we're dealing with that and putting this together, it is those pieces that we're looking at how do we connect and bridge that gap and I think that that's some of the things that I, I see in the marketing place that people miss. And that's, mm-hmm. like I said, I help them to build these gaps, bridges. I help them to come up with products that they can then add as a VIP event to their already going event, right? The things that we do, whether it's T-shirts or planners or journals or, you know, whatever these welcome packets are that we put together for them, that's what it's doing. It's helping them bridge that gap and building those relationships, again, that are meaningful and memorable. Mm. You know, I mean, when you said that about the Rubik's Cube, I was just like, I still have mine. She is so right about that. We do tend to forget 
how to um, you know how to connect those things you know to people and what is it, it because it's about them it's not about us you know I mean and it that's really is. yeah it really, that's really basically is. what you're saying it's a it's about mm-hmm. them and we forget that in our marketing you know our logos and you know and all of that stuff so yeah yeah I'm so glad you brought that out so what loud lovable and exciting things do you have coming up oh <laughs> um, well you know like I said we, we just had the wow factor come out in um, uh, March, I believe, of this year. So that's fairly new, still in, in that. And again, that's available on Amazon, The Wow Factor by Tammy Pink. I love saying that. Um, never gets old. <laughs> and the, you know, I put together a, we put together a course this last year, um, also on um, creating um, wow boxes or welcome boxes for your clients and people who oh. want to DIY that. Maybe they're not ready for a full-blown agency, or maybe they're just on the cusp of that, but they want to send out cool things to their clients and their customers. So I actually have um, a piece that we're using for that. But the big thing, I think, is we started putting together um, the Wow Factor quiz. And that's a freebie that we'll throw out. You can, you can put that online and stuff too. It's called wow, wowfactorquiz.com. And it helps you, how are you connecting with your clients? How are, are you missing opportunities? Are there things that you're not doing um, to help take them to the next level? And what does that look like for you? And how does that help you to, you know, have higher client retention and more wows, right, from your clients? So that's something that we've put together. And I am all over Clubhouse. We were talking about that earlier. I yes. am I'm loving Clubhouse. I'm loving connect, making connections there. There's a group of us women that are going to be going together and have, actually having our own rooms and hosting through um, other people's rooms as well. And a lot of that is, like I said, just building those connections in, in online. So Clubhouse, IG, I'm all over the place. Wow, Tammy is everywhere. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's, what's your best way that you want them to reach you? My my best way. I love yeah. I love Facebook and like I said I'm on, on okay. IG um, as well. But you can go to wowtammy.com. Just okay. super easy. W O W T A M M Y dot com. And like I said, there's there's a lot of connection opportunities there. Um, all of all of my toys are there and, and everything as well, so that you can see all all the things that I'm involved with. And that's just a really good place. We we keep that updated probably more more than anything else. It's just a really good place. Um, for us to connect. And I have coffee chats. We can jump on a coffee chat and okay. talk over Zoom, you know, on, on anybody's projects or things that they've got coming up. But at the end of the day, look, you know, look for the places that you can connect all the way through your program. Whether you're looking to inspire, motivate, or celebrate your clients, look for those specific places within your program, whether you have a podcast or whether you have um, something that you're trying to um, put together as a membership or even, you know, you have a 30, 60, 90-day plan, um, you know, a program coaching materials. There's always ways that you can, like I said, motivate, inspire, or celebrate your clients. Wow, Tammy. (laughs) 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 So uh, all of the, uh, the touch points and 
ways that people can connect with you will be on the show notes. So definitely don't worry, you know, about that. If you, if you know, they will start with, you know, wow, Tammy, and uh, we'll definitely put, you know, your social links and things like that. And if you have a link that uh, that's on your website uh, that um, if they want to schedule, you know, a coffee chat, you know, those types of things. So, yeah, yeah. Well, Tammy, this has been so awesome, so wonderful reconnecting with you. Uh, no, I've is... been looking forward to this whole dream the whole time. Me yes. <laughs> too. So I'm, I'm super excited for what you're putting out there. I want to thank you for having us. And like I said, I, you know, thank you for giving a voice um, yeah. to women everywhere. Like I said, regardless of what your experience, you are never just anything oh that we we are powerful powerful people and the world revolves you know around everything that we do whatever we've put our heart into you know that's that's where we are so god bless you and i really appreciate your time darling thank you so much and that is going to be a quote by hi this is aldrima harper and thank you for listening to the podcast I hope you got value for where you are in your entrepreneurial endeavor. And if you'd like to know more about how I can further serve you, simply go to CoachDreama.com. Again, that's CoachDreama.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Have an amazing day.